welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Renovators, the business advisory show for real estate professionals. My name's Chanel and this is Rex. You got it right. You got it right too. <laughs> that took a few goes. Um, I am super excited about today. Today we have a returning guest. I think it's the only returning guest we've ever had, um, but we had to have him back. He was our first guest in season one and we're in season four. And he's brought a friend three. with him today as well. Brought a friend with him too. <laughs> uh, his right hand personal business partner. Um, it's an incredible what this business has done over such a short period of time. When we last had him on, he had a monster office back then, but now it's gone from strength to strength. They've gone into uh, a factory. They've refitted a factory as a real estate office. One of the most revolutionary um, offices I've ever seen. It's amazing and we'll get the guys to talk us through it. And they've gone on a few acquisitions since. So we're gonna learn more about how to grow a business from an acquisition point of view rather than just um, steady growth, I suppose, or natural growth. Um, would you like to introduce it would be an absolute pleasure for me to introduce Harcourt's Ryder & Co, the R and the T, Robert Osimo and Tony Lombardi. Welcome guys. Gentlemen. Thank you, thanks for having me back. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us, Tony. No uh, Rob's been, Rob's a seasoned veteran now. <laughs> uh, and I think before we, before we go into it, our audience doesn't really know Tony. So Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey in real estate. Well, uh, it's 20 years now, pretty much. So a uh, pretty long time. Uh, obviously started out a career at a competitor. Um, spent about eight or nine years there with uh, one of our business partners, Alex Dukas. And uh, and then obviously we um, we I would say it was a probably a little bit of a coup between uh, the four of us. Uh, obviously our other business partner Andrew DeSanto, uh, and we were able to to start off this small business, which uh, has now become a large business. It's probably the second largest in Victoria, I'd say. Oh look, I mean I, I'm not sure we we keep up with the sizes, but it's uh, it's it's. It's fairly decent these days. To it's a, it's a handful. Let it's me tell you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> got 110 staff and growing. About You've that, got about that. six yeah. offices and a mega office. Uh, yeah, so we've got six offices, uh, five residential, one commercial. Wow. Yeah. And you've got your factory. We do. Well, we call it Rada and Co. Uh, HQ. So oh. yeah. Talk to us. Let's go back to us. How did you? I mean, we you gave us a great intro about how you started, but your growth. You started with one office only. Yeah, we, well, I mean, obviously, um, we were all working for the same competitor at the time, same brand. Um, same brand. Um, so we, we knew each other around the traps. Uh, my sister actually went to school with Andrew. So there was probably a little bit of a connection there along the way. Um, but uh, Rob and Andrew had actually opened up next door to where we were operating um, or where we were working at the time. Um, and I think it... Uh, started from a conversation in a car park. So the boys had already sort of taken that leap into business ownership. Me and Alex were looking for that opportunity to be able to do that as well. And we sort of uh, put together a, a bit of a deal that was meant to look quite different to what it is now, uh, as you would imagine. Um, and I think six months into that, we threw it all in the air and said, no, nah, we, we just need to get this thing rolling. So it started off with, with, with two offices, pretty much. Um, and then uh, has sort of expanded from there. We're able to attract some really good people into the business, expand that business out. Um, and that sort of led to the position that we're in now, which is, you know, six offices and you know, a, a mega hub at the moment, which is um, situated in the northern suburbs of Thomastown. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start with all of this, but can we talk about the, the hub? Because this yep. HQ is so, 
it's incredible. It's uh, it's an idea that we came up with quite a while ago. I don't I don't know exactly who came up with it. A lot of the stuff that we do in our business just sort of we it's like we all have an epiphany at the same time. <laughs> um, but the idea behind it was to create a workspace uh, where we can provide the best possible environment for culture to flourish. Um, and so it's it, not just an office. I mean, we've got, if you walk into to HQ, you're greeted by uh, a cafe. So we, we've got a full-time barista that serves the, the staff and clients. Um, we've got a, a, a fully fitted out gym. So we have heaps of heaps of the team you know, either stay back late and, and work out or come first thing in the morning and work out. And then we have showers and, and everything so they can, you know, no reason to go home. They can, they can stay and get ready for the day. Um, we've got a 100 seat auditorium where we now do all of our training from. Um, we do, uh, yeah, we're starting to do auctions. So in-room auctions, online auctions, we do from there. Oh, wow. um, we're gonna be rolling out things like you know, client information sessions and, and, and things like that in, in the future. But more than that, it was just about creating a space where the, the energy is, is palpable. So if you walk through the office, um, it's really tangible. You can just feel the energy in the yeah. air. Um, and the collaboration has just gone through the roof. So we have, uh, one of the best things that we've done is not separate the sales from the rentals. So uh, in, we have a, a, a big working space on, on the first level, which we've, we've called the bullpen. Um, yeah. And that's the main workspace. Uh, where all the senior sort of you know, PMs and salespeople work from, uh, and so we made a conscious decision not to separate uh, those two those two teams. Why? Well, because I think it's an archaic thing to think to say that oh, we've got you know, PM and we've got sales, and then treat them as two separate teams. Mm. You know, we're one business. Uh, we work towards a common goal, which is to provide a service for our clients. Um, and those clients, you know, many of our, our clients who are landlords are also our clients in terms of being purchasers or, or vendors, um, and it's. There was a lack of appreciation or understanding between the two departments about what one does and how that impacts the other, um, and that is now just—it's just gone. The collaboration is unbelievable. So there's much more of an appreciation and understanding of from the sales what the the, the PMs do and and vice versa. Um, and so whenever they need to collaborate in terms of providing the best possible outcome for a client, it's just a natural thing now that happens. There's no there's no friction at all. A lot of companies talk about culture. It's a, it's a word that, that's thrown around willy-nilly, but I have been privy to attend many of the Rider & Co events, but also a witnesser on, on Instagram. You have kebab days, you've got you know, yeah. multicultural days. Can you talk us through what this office has done and how that's impacted the culture of Rider & Co? We, we, we probably made a conscious decision a couple of, probably about 12, 18 months ago that obviously we, we needed to change the way that we went about creating culture. Um, it, it's very difficult to create the culture itself, but you've got to create the environment so mm. the culture can grow organically. Um, and I think that that's what we've been able to do. And I think that the having um, little events that happen you know, pretty regularly, um, getting the team together so that they're all in the same place, uh, they're not separated out, and to be able to just make it fun and, and have a little bit of excitement and they're looking forward to it and then get, getting them to be part of that process as well. So a lot of the things that we've done, like I mean, we had a Barmy day the other day, so yeah. Vietnamese rolls, that wasn't our suggestion. It was one of the guys that she, she came up to us and said, hey, I've got a friend that does this, it'd be really cool, we should do it. And um, So we're trying to get them invested in the process a little bit as well and, and they love it. Um, and I think that's sort of, created this vibe around the office. The, the, the biggest thing for us has been probably the, 
the, the cafe and the coffee machine at the front of the building. Um, I think that that creates the greatest collaborative environment mm. you could possibly imagine. At any point during the day, you could walk down there and there'll be two or three people sitting down, having a coffee, having a chat, talking about either work or what's going on or what are they doing at home or whatever it might be. Um, and it just creates that really good vibe. Um, and, and clients feel that when they walk into the office. So we've purposely placed it at the front of the office so that when a client walks in, they can automatically feel the vibe that's going through there. The energy from a resonates. from recruitment perspective, Tony, yeah. I mean, the, the attraction of that particular office has been monumental when it's coming to the recruitment of staff. Yep. Yeah. Can you talk us through what that office has done in terms of attracting new team members into the organisation? Sorry, Bob I, or Tony, yeah, I should yeah. say. I, I think the best thing it, it's done is it's uh, it's put our current um, our current team on display. Um, it's obvious from anyone from the outside looking in. I mean, you've mentioned you know, the Instagram posts and you, you've seen the culture from the outside looking in. Um, so it's 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 shown people in the industry uh, what. Rada and Co is about, and what you know, the, what values our community stands for. Um, and I think if we just go back to, in terms of the culture, I totally agree with Tony. That the culture is people. People create the culture. It's incumbent upon us as business owners to make sure that we we provide an environment where people uh, feel safe, where they can collaborate, mm. um, where they feel as though they can express themselves freely. Um, and if you do that, then the culture does take care of itself. But we reverse engineered it by looking at the end goal. And the end goal is, well, what, what do we want our clients to feel? Mm. Um, and we want happy clients, we want satisfied clients. And uh, it, it, to achieve that end, it's important that the people that they're engaging with, which is our team members day in, day out, also feel that because that's what's, that's what's gonna be passed on to it's the client. It's interesting, Rob. After the pandemic, a lot of offices are downsizing. And as, as we all know, that, that push for work yeah. from home is, the number one request for, yeah. for you guys for, gone the opposite way, and you've gone the opposite where you've yeah. gone. Well, this is all essentially <laughs> like a home. You've got a shower, yeah. you've got a gym, you've got a wellness room. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, um, it wasn't uh, something that we fell into lightly. Obviously, oh, there was some no. pretty, yeah. some pretty uh, challenging conversations that we had, at, at, even at board level, to be able to come up with a bit of a strategy and what we wanted to try and achieve. And I think one of the things that we sort of sat down and worked out is that we really did want people to come back to the office so that they yeah. could collaborate with each other. It's really hard to um, negotiate with a landlord or a tenant or try and get the best outcome for an owner or whoever it might be when you're over the phone or over email. It just doesn't work. Um, there's a limited number of people that I would know that would be able to do that extremely effectively. Yeah. Um, probably a man right here that might be able to do that. But apart from that, there's not too many others. So, so um, I think it's really important that we, we, we try and create, uh, give them the, the best tools to be able to succeed. And the only way that we felt that they could do that properly was to actually be in the office, to have really good um, assistance around them, support around them, yeah. but then to have a really good environment so the culture could blossom on its own. And I think that that's something that we've been really focused on. And we, we haven't just said, we've got a good culture. We haven't just said we go out once every six months and you know everyone you goes out and drinks it. alcohol and has fun. Um, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, to be honest with you, we've really focused on getting people around each other, giving them um, uh, an experience, changing things up. I mean, some days you'll come in at 8, 8.30 in the morning and I've got the music 
absolutely <laughs> full ball through the entire office. Um, and it is like crazy, <laughs> crazy. No, 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 I might be upstairs, oh. but it's crazy music. And, you know, you have the team coming in going, oh, great tunes, that's great, that's fantastic. So we, it's just, you've just got to do things a little bit differently. You can't just keep doing the same stagnant thing all the time. Um, and expect that people are going to be, you know, invigorated to, to come into the office and feel Even like they're in a great space. Tone, I speak to directors, they're like, Chanel, you know, we, we want people who've got a great culture. I go into the office. Yeah. What, what culture? Yeah. It's just like blank we, walls. Well, you walk and, through and, your office and, and, and everyone resonates the culture. Well, we walked through Ryder and Co. Mm. together. Rex and I have had the privilege of um, heading to their opening night. And... I mean, I think you've been modest in how you've, you've described the office because it's it's something that you can't really you can't yeah, unless you've been there and you feel the energy that's in they that have office. Energy about it, yeah. um, and the happiness of the team, mm. they just they seem to be well, not they seem to be they are a really tight knit team for such okay. a big office. And when I am recruiting for you for you guys, I explain your office as it's a mega office. It still feels like a, a small yeah. family business. Mm. I think the the, the the foundation of that culture, apart from you know the office and, and the events and everything that we do, is we're we're very careful about um, getting together as a group and identifying what it is that unites us. Mm. Um, and the it's that surround it's all surrounded by you know values. Um, so we we just had our vision day recently. So once a year we do a, a values and vision day where we get the whole team together. Um, and we don't speak about real estate. It's not a training session. Uh, it's just an opportunity for us to examine who we are as a business, who we want to be as a business, the things that, that we value um, and how we can live those values in our day-to-day -day lives together. And so if we, when everybody subscribes to that and everybody commits to holding themselves to that minimum standard, but also each other to that minimum standard, um, then you just see the collaboration lift and it, it impacts culture in ways that you can't even uh, quantify. Beautifully said. Guys, you are an inspiration to a lot of other offices. And what I love to hear when I hear from other clients and people is that you welcome people, not from just your franchise, other franchise mm. groups with open arms to yep. your office, happy to lend an ear to them, happy to help them, guide them. And it's, it's, you're giving back so much to the industry. So, you know, thank you. Well, the industry gave to us first, so uh, it's, <laughs> well, it's only you know, fair A lot of people would back. hold their cards close yeah. to their chest, yeah. especially with competitors from different franchise groups and stuff. You guys don't. I think, I mean, look, I think we, we're, we're, we'd like to try and collaborate with our peers um, and that's across the network, across the state um, and across the country. I mean, we've even done trips across to New Zealand um, to try and get a bit of an understanding of what they do over there. So I think for us, we're always trying to learn and we're trying to make sure that we can pick up as much information as we possibly can. But at the same time, um, it's a bit like anything. It's a give and take relationship. So you mm. can't just take, take, take. You've got to be able to try and give back as well. So I think that that's important from that perspective yeah. to, to be able to do that. Um, and, and, and I think that that's sort of the, the way that we try and go about getting things done. I mean, back to sort of what you were saying before, I think the, the most important thing for us is, is it's just like anything, it's like a relationship, it's like going to the gym, it's like your diet, it's like anything like that. You've got to work hard at it. Mm. So you can say that you've got good culture, you can say that you go to the gym, you can say you've got a great relationship, but if you don't work on any of them, you've, you, you can only say it. And the so results true. Show. Rob, one of the biggest things that have changed, has changed since you were last on, is the acquisition of Red Roll. Can you talk us can through? Can I interrupt before you talk us through? Yeah. 
what was the acquisition? Because the, the story behind who the acquisition is is, yeah. is a good story as well. Yeah, because I'll, yeah. I'll do the who and then Rob I, can I, do I the I think it, yeah. it's, it's important for Tony to do the who because he has a very good connection with, um, with the business previously. Yeah, so um, we, we were fortunate enough that, uh, that our previous um, business that we worked for, myself and, and Alex uh, and Daniel, um, that, uh, that when they decided that it was time for them to retire, that they were obviously going to try and sell the business off, which they did. Um, and uh, to you. obviously we purchased, yep, to us, and uh, we purchased Ray White Epping. So um, it, it's obviously a, a really, really big um, well, acquisition for us. It's like a moment, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah, it is a bit. It just also shows our there. a lot of people that will leave an employer there's always a bitterness or, you know, hey, you're yep. going to set up a competing business. But for you to maintain that relationship to the extent where they want to come and sell to you because they want to support yeah. you and give back is yeah, I mean, sentiment I, to you. I, look, and it's I, a credit I think to them too. Yeah. Yeah. Both sides though. I think we tried um, really hard to, to make sure that we try and kept that relationship as, 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 as connected as we possibly could. I mean, it's never easy when you're obviously going out to open up a competing business in a suburb or a suburb over from, from where you've been doing business for the last eight to 10 years. Um, and especially myself and Alex, we were pretty, pretty decent riders at the time. So uh, it was a pretty big, significant hit, I would have thought, to the business uh, that we were leaving. Um, so it, 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 there's challenges along the way, absolutely no doubt. Um, but I think the reality is for us is that we tried really hard to keep that relationship as, you know, as close to normal as you possibly can. Um, and then obviously that, that you know, generated a, a call um, when they were ready to, to, to part ways with the business, which was a big significant move for them. Yeah. They'd obviously been there for a long period of time. Um, it was a big acquisition. It was a very large acquisition. Yeah. So um, I think all of that, you know, uh, probably added a couple of grey hairs in. No. But apart, <laughs> apart from that, apart from that. A lot of um, meetings. Yeah, a lot of meetings. And as you know, Rex, it uh, was a, was a four-year um, it's a long exercise. Yeah. So, and a lot of a lot of uh, dead ends and stop signs and U turns, U turns, and then speedways and then freeways and highways and then a U turn, then a stop sign <laughs> yeah. again. So it, it's a bit crazy. But uh, I, I think the key for us was is that we uh, our goal definitely was to to make the acquisition happen. Um, we were we were pretty um, hell bent on on trying to make it work. For, for us and for them. Uh, and we, I, I think both parties um, definitely spent a fair bit of time trying to, trying to do that. And mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I think there was many times that we probably thought, nah, it's not gonna happen. Or I probably thought that and Rob's like, no, 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 we're gonna make it happen. And then mm -hmm. Rob's going, nah, it's not gonna happen. I'm going, nah, don't worry, it's gonna happen. So it is, there's plenty of the backwards and forwards. But I, I think that's probably the way that, you know, we've run our business business a little bit along the ways is that we've, we've really challenged each other um, and I think that there's been some really good robust conversations that we've had along the way to be able to say hey we don't think that that's the right way or this might be better or that might be the way that we should look at it um, and if, if I think that because we're able to have those healthy conversations and pretty robust ones at the same time but then we're able to go to the bar afterwards and have a beer. Um, I think that that's probably a testament to the reason why our partnerships lasted so long. Yeah. You're open and transparent. From an acquisition, so a lot of businesses use organic growth. You guys went and did a massive acquisition. And we're, still, we're still big on organic growth. So we have oh, a lot you of do processes both. And, you do both and systems really well. in our business to, to make sure that, yeah, that organic growth is significant and consistent. 
but we've never shied away from, uh, from acquisitions. We've always seen it as, uh, if you look at it just purely from an investment perspective, you know, the return you get on an acquisition um, is, uh, is profound. And then you have all the added benefits of mm. um, obviously building an asset towards you know, a, a retirement plan or succession plan. Um, and then all the benefit that you add to your sales team from you know, the, the, the natural attrition that you get uh, from the rent roll into the sales business. Um, so yeah, the, the benefits are, are enormous. Um, outside of just running a business from an investment perspective, you know, for us it was a no-brainer. So we've done quite a few over the years. Yeah. The one that we've just um, we've just finalised now has certainly been uh, the most significant and the largest. Uh, but we've learnt a lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of small <laughs> lessons along the way, um, which meant though, although this process was was longer than what we ideally would have liked, uh, it was done in the right way. Um, and and I think that. The benefit of that we're realising now because we've had a really smooth transition um, and uh, the rent roll um, is, is, is going quite well so far. Can you talk us through that, the, the lessons you've learned and how yeah. to make a smooth transition for an acquisition? Um, because you guys didn't just buy a rent roll, you bought yeah. the entire office, a sales business. Well, this time around we did, yeah. This time, and this is the yeah. first yeah. time you've done that and you've done it so smoothly yeah. as well. But what if... if if other agencies or directors are watching, they're thinking about acquiring, yeah. Yeah. and you know, you, you're all for it, and I think you, you're 100% right, what should they do? What is the process? It starts with making, and, and Tony can speak about this in, in, in length, but it starts with making sure that this, your existing systems and processes in your business are ready for, for, you know, for the, the extra workload or the extra capacity. Um, so it's about working in your business first and getting it ready for an acquisition. So if I can talk openly, because mm. I was involved with this transaction, they had a different system. Yep. They had a prehistoric system Correct. <laughs> that didn't read to your system. Correct. So how do you go when you're buying something that doesn't link? It's, yep. it's easy if you're both using the same system, it just plugs in and you're done. Yep. This was not that case yep. and you still made it so smooth. Yeah. So we, we got them to change, <laughs> is, the, is the way that you'd probably put it. Um, look, but I you think, did it. They didn't change till after. No, they, they didn't change till after. Um, look, I think, I think the biggest thing with any acquisition is making sure that you've got the right mindset. And I think we, we, we've spoke about this at length at our um, Australian Leaders Conference not too long ago. Um, and I think as a, as a business, you've got to be geared towards growth. Um, an acquisition is great, but... Can you, I stop you? Sorry, Tony. Yeah. What does geared towards growth mean? Everything in your business needs to be ready, as Rob was suggesting, to go towards growth. Um, you need to have a really good team around you. You need to make sure that you're speaking to your broker and your bank constantly. You need to make sure that you've got your solicitor ready to go, someone like yourself, to be able to make sure that you have someone that can check over contracts quite quickly or get involved in the deal. You need to make sure that your accountant understands the position that you're in and where you're at and how your taxes are going and making sure that your taxes and everything are up to date so then that way they're the lenders can get the information that they require when they need it to be able to substantiate the finance. Um, if you're part of a franchise, you'd, you'd probably need to get them involved. Like there's a whole array of different people that I think that you've got to really make sure, have a good understanding that that's going to be the plan. And then once you've got that plan and you've, you've done that internally as well, and you know that that's what you're going to do, then you've got to start gearing your business towards it. So you've got to make sure that your superannuation payments are all made, that your tax payments are all made, you've got clear tax portals. All of these things are gonna affect your ability to be able to lend money, but it's also going to affect your ability to be able to purchase something that might show up tomorrow. Mm. So just because you don't have a 
proposal or a possible acquisition today doesn't mean that there's not going to be one there in a week's you need, time. You need to be ready before the opportunity yeah. presents itself. What about staffing? Uh, from a finance, yep. legal, accounting, you've got to set up. But when you're acquiring something, you may not have the, the right staff members Correct. to do the acquisition, to grow it. To well, well, I mean, obviously, that's why Chanel came into to, to effect with us for this particular one, too, because we went pretty hard on making sure that we could recruit prior to the um, prior So you did to the, the recruitment prior yep, to? Yep, yep. So we had people in the business um, and operating under our systems, making sure that they were ready to go so that if we had an... Um, and this was a larger portfolio, so we knew that there'd be some attrition. Mm. We just didn't know how much, so we had... Um, we had uh, a, a number of people come into the business, learn the processes way before the acquisition was actually going to settle. So then that way there we could have someone available if we needed a property manager or we needed someone to do certain tasks throughout the business. So I think understanding that and, you know, part of that is, like I said before, having the right people uh, around you and having a good support team. And that's recruiter, solicitor, accountant. That's lovely. You know, all <laughs> that's of that really sort of stuff of to time. make sure that you've got you've got everything ready to go. Well, when we talk about if, the Rada & Co community, it includes you know, the people yeah, that course. we do business with that are, you know, we, as we view them as part of the team. You know, of course. Yeah, That's really, yeah, we yeah. felt that actually. We've always felt that. And I think if you're going to try to um, uh, pull off a large acquisition like that, to try and think that you could do that um, with just a few internal people is impossible. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, you're not, I mean, you're definitely not going to be in a position to be able to, 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 to effectively recruit. You're not going to be able to make sure that you've got contracts looked over the way that you should be. You, but your, your, your um, company position's not going to be in the right state if you're not getting the advice prior. So you've really got to do the groundwork first to be able to do it. But it's relatively easy. That None of these tasks are hard. You just need to have the right people. And most of, I would imagine that 99% of um, directors that are out there at the moment would have all of these people at their disposal already. Um, or if not, if they're watching this show, there's half of the team sitting in front of us. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, some so, of them are not right. It's like Dan and Jerry went for three different lawyers. What about yeah. acquiring <laughs> a team though? Because yeah. you've, 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 you were... Obviously, Ray White Epping were always yeah. a competitive agency. Are we talking so. about sales team? Well, both. You've yeah. acquired a Merging sales team. Yeah. cultures. And well, the culture well, they, they, of, of I, rivals. How do you integrate that together? And yeah. what were the challenges? I think Rob's probably best place to talk about the, the sales team. Um, and then we can give you the challenges from the, from the rental it's, perspective. Um, the first thing, it go, again, it goes back to you know, finding out those common things and, and working out whether the people that we're hiring and bringing into the business share the values that we hold. Um, that's, that's number one. Um, and as Tony alluded to, there's always going to be a little bit of natural attrition. And how do sometimes you find that though, Rob? How do you, how do you define that? Well, you, you, have, you have to give them an opportunity. Mm. You have to give them an opportunity and, and likewise, they need to give you an opportunity. So it's, a, you know, it's I remember the first day, you know, we're in the, in the boardroom or sorry, in the auditorium all together. Um, and thinking, well, who, who, who's going to jail? Who's not going to jail? Who's yeah. going to make it? Yeah. And so all we can do is, all we can do is just, yeah, open ourselves up to them, show them our, our processes, show them our, our systems, um, but more, important, more importantly, show them who we are as people, the values that we stand for, and hopefully they see that those values and those standards uh, permeate throughout, throughout the entire team. Mm. Um, and I can tell you that uh, we've had a look, you know, very good buying, especially from the sales team. The sales team um, is now flourishing. Um, in your first I'd, week, you did 50 listings? Uh, we did 65. We, 65, we did 65 in a week. 65 wow. listings in, in one week. Um, and, impressive. you know, 50% of that was brought on by the new sales team that came in. So, you know, five or six new people. Um, 
and, and again, yeah, it, it's, it's there for them uh, in terms of uh, being able to buy into it, but we've got to make sure that we're leading by setting that standard and, and you know, living those values. How do you, you had an amazing culture. You've introduced a competitor mm -hmm. and the entire office, the entire team into your culture. I, I can and I, still manage yeah, it. I can. At the start, there was always there's always going to be that friction. I mean, it was impossible to to avoid. Yeah. Um, and the way that um, that we explained to the team is that you know there's the, there's a friction because it's you know we're hardcore senior Ray White. We were you know two doors down from each other. We've been competing for the you know the best part of 10, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's it's important to understand that we've always looked at each other through the lens of a competitor, right? And so any, any, um, any presumptions we made about each other was always through that lens and that's a biased lens. Mm. Um, so it was important, and again, I know I keep going back to the values and everything, but th that, that's what's so important. It's, important. it's important that we, we recognise that we're not competitors anymore and we had to focus on the things that we share in common because it's those, th those things that were gonna unite us as one team. Um, and I, I can tell you the people that have come over and that have, have, have given it a go and come with an, an open mind, um, I like to think that yeah, they're, they're better for it and that's not to take anything away from uh, the Jerry and Danny um, and the old business owners, uh, but I think that they recognise that um, their business was at a point where their people needed more um, and if you recognise that and you're not in a position in your life to be able to, to do that, uh, then it was the right thing for them um, to make sure that their people were left in, in, in good hands. Um, and we need to live up to that every day. Oh, it's lovely. Mm. And property management? Like, yeah. The culture of property management is probably a bit different to sales. Yeah, it's, it is, it is, it is. I mean, and uh, systems and processes will be all different. Very different. It is very different. I mean, look, we had some really good processes in place already. So, I mean, uh, there's, a, there's a really good um, uh, team um, and our, our team leaders across the property management sort of business are, are pretty involved on a day to day to make sure that they can, you know, um, perfect everything and get everything right. And everything was really being worked on pretty hard to make sure that we had it ready to go. So when the acquisition came on board, it wasn't too much of a transition. Um, and look, you're always going to, as Rob mentioned, you're always going to have people that are going to come into the business, new people within the business, and some are going to flourish and they're going to love it. And then other people are going to say, look, it's not for me and, mm. and, and move on. Um, that was probably not uh, as many as we, we probably thought. Um, There's a few people that might have been a little bit closed-minded in terms of wanting to come along and try out something new. Um, but the, the, the team that have uh, made the transition are, are loving it. Um, it's definitely challenging for our, for, for our existing team because it was, you're bringing in another 20 odd people into the business, yeah. uh, a team of already 80 odd and it, it, you, you get questions. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah. there was a lot, of, uh, lot of discussions around it. But look, I think it's just understanding your team and being able to sit down with the ones that you feel that need uh, that little bit of TLC and mm. wrap your arms around them and explain to them the situation and how things won't be different and things won't change. And there's going to be small changes. Of course, there's small changes even if we wake up today and it rains outside. Like, mm. it, 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 things are gonna happen. Um, but, uh, you know, there was, there was not really going to be any significant changes other than adding a few extra team members to the team, which we were doing on a pretty regular basis anyway, because we we're always, you know, sort of growing. So it gave them a little bit of confidence around that. And uh, I, I think if you went to any of our team now and, and spoke to them, I think you'd, you'd find think out the, that they're um, pretty happy. A small detail, but something that stood out in my mind is when the, the, the merger first happened, when we merged you know, the two teams together, 
um, you know, feedback was, oh, but we do it this way, or and you yeah. guys do it that way. Um, and now it's, you know, we, we do it this way, or we do it that way. Um, and j I know that's only a small detail, but uh, it's, to me, it's an indication that you know, we, we've got yeah, that buy-in, and we're truly one team now. Yes, it's amazing. How do you manage a team so large over so many offices with a HQ? We still don't know. And maintain your yeah. culture. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a benefit that there's there's you know, a few business partners and that we're all in sync. Um, so, in terms of workload, uh, it's shared. Um, in terms of the sales team, the sales team, uh, although large, is broken into um, sort of groups, Ge geographical areas, uh, geographical areas, and. Um, yeah, certain directors are responsible to you know, certain sales teams or vice versa. Um, in terms of the rentals, uh, we have two team leaders uh, at, that Tony runs the team leaders and, and, and vicariously the team. Um, so it's, it's just a division of, of, of duties is how we do it. And you guys, it's not just the four of you, you promote people as well. There's yeah, a we do, succession yeah. plan for yeah. you internally yeah. and with someone joining your team knows that they can become partners as well. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important for us to be able to give, um, give uh, especially really talented people within the industry an opportunity to, to come into uh, something that we feel is pretty special. Mm. Um, and we feel that we've, we've been able to attract really good people because of that. Um, we've also been able to hold on to some really, really talented um, individuals uh, that are very, very good at what they do purely because we're, we're able to offer that. So I think it, there's, there's probably a, 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 you know, um, a balance that you've got to try and find around uh, how, you, how you make that happen. Um, but we're not afraid to be able to make changes to the business. And I think one of those things that you know, probably, uh, w we've probably seen over our experience as real estate agencies is that there, there wasn't a lot of change at the top end, it seemed to be same directors for long periods of time, no sort of changeover in shareholdings or anything like that. And then you see agents sort of chop and change from place to place. Um, we, we've got a really good retention um, mm. and we don't tend to have too many people come and go, uh, especially with our top end sales guys. Um, we tend to find that they stick around. and. There's there's a good reason for that. Some of them are, are now shareholders within the business, um, which is which is Guys handy. Update your shareholders group frequently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is which is good. Um, and then there's you're you know, not complaining. Key, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's and then there's key people within the business as well that we've been able to secure and lock down as well. So I think you know there's 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 a lot of benefit from from being able to have that sort of vision. Um, I, I think we, we're we're in a position where we really want to expand, we really want to grow. So if we can make that pie just bigger and bigger and bigger, um, if some of that goes out to external, uh, it goes out to shareholders and, and they can have a bit of that action as well, fantastic. Yeah, and I, as, as, as I, was, I was joking, but I meant it like, you guys update your share, and I do a lot of real estate, yeah. Yeah. more than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. You introduce partners more frequently than anyone else. I think when we, look at, when we look at changes in our business, we think about um, how it might impact everything. Um, so it's important. It's that very calculated. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, and I think you'd agree, Rex. And yeah, you've you've been a big part of, of guiding us in that way. But when we look at when we look at one thing, we consider the impact on the things that we might have done. Yeah, they're done and dusted, and we think that they're sorted. But then you've got to pull it back out and say, okay, is this still relevant? Mm. Um, and shareholders agreement, or unit holders agreement, rather, in in our case, um, is certainly something that needs to reflect the business in always in, in its current form. So if that form changes and there's a, there's a, a change in unit holders or shareholders, um, then our agreements need to reflect that.
Mm. And, uh, otherwise, you can't rely on them. Exactly. Mm. And, uh, what about a perk? If, I don't, if you don't mind me asking a personal question, you mm. mentioned grey hairs from the acquisition, but all <laughs> yeah. I see is two uh, very handsome, very fit young, young men in front of me. How do you Thanks maintain you it all? The business, you both have beautiful families, um, very healthy, you know, at the gym, mm. you seem to be able to do it all. How? <laughs> alcohol? No, <laughs> definitely not. You don't drink much. No, I don't. I don't. Probably no alcohol. That's yeah. probably the way. Um, look, I think for us, uh, I think it's really important that um, we, we work in a, a pretty high, intense mm. pressure sort of environment. So I think you've got to try and make sure that you look after yourself first before you can try and look after somebody else because it's just impossible if you're showing up to the office every day and you're lethargic or you don't want to be there or yeah. you're tired or whatever it might be, it doesn't really, really help. So um, I think everybody's going to be different on how they deal with that and how they um, get themselves to the office to be, you know, I suppose the best person that they can be. For me, it's obviously I, I have a pretty strict sort of morning routine, six days a week up at five o'clock and um, doing all the, the, the fitness stuff and trying to eat healthy and um, to, to, to really prepare myself to be able to get myself into the office and make sure that I'm available to the team to be able to do what they need. And then, you know, to, for the family and, you know, for the weekends and to do pressure. all that sort of stuff. It's hard to do. I'm, I'm not, it's, a, it's, it's a high, it's, it's, never, it's never not going to be a high pressure yeah. environment. Um, it, we, we're, you know, we're, we're salespeople at heart. Yeah. Um, we're, we're still salespeople now. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that sort of age-old saying that you wake up every day unemployed is probably yeah. something that sort of stuck with us. Inbuilt anxiety yeah. Yeah. constantly. And, well, <laughs> it's, it's how do you deal with it realistically? Correct. It's not so much the... Uh, I mean, I'm sure that everybody's got pressure and, you know, uh, things going on in their lives and there's always a curveball that gets thrown in and something that's, you know, catastrophic or detrimental or whatever it might be. Um, but to be able to, I think... Um, have a really, really good routine, I think is really important. And I think once you've got that down pat, then you can start to deal with, deal with things that come along that might be left field. For me, it's, um, I think it's important to stay physically fit and energetic, not obviously for the business, but also I've got three young kids, so you know, I'm trying to keep up with Family. them too. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to the pressures of, of running a business um, and, and the stresses involved in that, um, I think for me, it's just yeah, uh, uh, my, my, philo my philosophy in life. Um, I like to think I'm a little bit of a stoic. Um, and so I, I don't see things that happen in the day as, as you know, um, innately good or bad. It's just things that happen in your day and you deal with them uh, in a methodical way. Uh, you, you focus on you know, whatever the problem may be, the aspects that you can control and you put your energy into that. Um, I've never really spent too much time worrying about things that are outside of my control because they're, they're, those things aren't going to change and me putting, um, giving those things my attention and my time um, is wasteful. Mm. Very Wise good words. words. Yeah. had the pleasure of knowing the two of you for what feels like a, a lifetime now, <laughs> but what is it, close to six or seven years? Yeah. I think it might be um, a bit more than that. Might, might be. be a little bit you're, long. You're yeah. de-aging us. Yeah, oh, it was, wow. It was yeah. way before COVID. We'll take that. Yeah. Well, yeah. It anyway, was. let's say close to seven years. <laughs> yeah. And the growth that you guys have had whilst remaining humble and the, the partnership that you have with Daniel, Alex and Andrew as well mm. is unless you've been, you've witnessed them all together in a room, it's <laughs> something extraordinary and each of you bring something so unique and exceptional to the table and I'm so incredibly proud of, of both of you and the journey that you have. Parting words before we finish up, what does the next five years look like for Ryder & Co? 
Oh, look, I think there's some pretty big, uh, pretty big things on the horizon for us. Um, like what, Tony? You yeah. didn't spill anything? Yeah, no, look, it, you know, we were, we were actually having a chat about this yesterday, actually. Um, and I think one of the things to really look at is, is that there's, we, we, we set these goals or these uh, achievements or whatever it might be in front of us, but we, we seem to get there and just smash through them and keep going. So... What it's going to look like for us in five years' time is probably not even, we don't even know. Mm. Um, so we, we've got some goals and we plan out and we do all that sort of stuff and get ourselves right. I think, um, I think the, the, the big thing for us is, is that we've, we've spent a lot of time getting this acquisition in place and getting things bedded down for that. I think now we've, we've sort of had a look at making sure that we can bed that down, get everything ready to go. Um, work on you know the business itself. Work on our partnership. Work on things with 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 our family and our kids, and do all that sort of stuff. We've all we've all got kids, and uh, you know I think we're we've got a family trip booked in for for, for later in the year. Oh, and, all of you? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? yeah. We're gonna all, all get together and yeah. 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 Kelly or somewhere else. Yeah, we will. How, How did you know? Yeah. How did you know? Oh, I've, I've <laughs> to you. oh you spoke to him. Yeah. Okay. No, so, he did actually. I was yeah. just. I oh, did it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We so just came for the drinks and the food, right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what we're about. Yeah. Drinks and food. So, yeah. and, and look, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, that we've been really passionate about. I mean, you, you guys probably know mm. we, we love, we love, um, we're, we're European at heart, right? Uh, so we love to sit over, sit over a plate of food. We can't get through one interview without you bringing up the farmers. Sit over some food and some wine and enjoy each other's company. And I think our wives love to do that with each other as well and uh all together so i think for us it's a it's 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 really a, a big sort of proposition of what it can be um even though it already is my friend I, and it i know you say is. that and i know you say that no, and look, you know what no. maybe yeah, we look even better maybe maybe we look at it differently because we're in it and we don't see it as much and maybe it's a bit like anything someone sort of looks at it from the outset and mm. goes oh wow look how big and it, it, and I'm, I'm not discounting what we've done because I think we've done a, you know, yeah. we've done a reasonable I'm, job. I'm always taken back a little bit when, you know, we, we come across somebody that we might have, mightn't have seen in a while or somebody that we know of but haven't met. And when we meet them, uh, they're like, oh, wow, you guys, are, you guys are doing great things. I've been, you know, been watching you. You're really shaking things up. For me, I, I'm a bit taken back because I, I don't really, I feel as though every day we come into the office, we're just starting out. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I love that feeling. It's an inquisitive feeling. It's uh, an exciting feeling because we don't hungry? know where the journey is going to lead. Uh, we probably don't take enough time to stop and take stock of, of everything we've done so far. But then again, I don't think that we're those sort of people. Um, we're just always about looking forward and we're always about growth. We don't know what that's going to look like. You know, Tony put it perfectly. We don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be something like... Um, the next big opportunity comes along, whatever that may look like, and we say yes without realising what's involved, and then we work it out later, and <laughs> yeah. we get to the end of it and we're exhausted, <laughs> and it's like, okay, what now? Um, that's how we've got to where we are, and I think that the day that we stop doing that is the day that we need to start thinking about winding everything back. Um, we said yesterday when we were having this conversation, um, you're either growing or you're dying, so as long as we're in business, we're going to be growing, and when we feel as though we don't have the appetite to do that anymore, um, then that'll be the time that we exit the industry. You can tell talking to you guys what, you know, it's inspirational. It really mm. is. And your mindset is what's got you here. Look forward to seeing what the future holds. Yeah, mm. thanks, mate. Absolutely. On behalf Thank of you. Rex and I, it's been Thank a privilege thanks um, for having us. working with both Thank of you, you over the years. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of Real Estate Renovators. Yeah.